Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Priority Status by J Public Relations. As you know, my name is Monica Powers. I'm the Director of Consumer Brands here at our San Diego headquarters. And for the month of August, all of us here at the agency are living by this theme of wellness and what that means to us. So that's really why I felt it was so fitting to have our next guest join us. And I'm thrilled to introduce you all to someone who I've had the opportunity to work with for seven plus years. And I feel like we all have a friend or colleague like this, but someone who you could genuinely ask any question to, and she so eloquently knows the answer. I'm pleased to introduce you all to Mary Mori, the Vice President of Quality and Research and Development at the country's largest grower of olives for extra virgin olive oil, California Olive Ranch, Mary. Thank you, Monica. Great to be here with you. Thank you for joining us. As I mentioned, you know, August is wellness for us. And at the agency, we always strive to embody wellness at work, in our personal lives, in our relationships. And before we dive into everything extra virgin olive oil and everything California Olive Ranch, I want our listeners to learn more about you, your role at the brand, and kind of your side hustles, shall we say. Yeah. As you said, I'm the VP of quality. Uh, I've worked for California Olive Ranch for 11 years now. Most of my career here and really been fun exploring the industry and really diving deep into my knowledge into olive oil. Prior to that, I've worked in some different food companies. I have my degree in food science from UC Davis and started there. My love of food just from a kid having my first job at Togo's and exploring the the food realm of just how food is made was really exciting to me. So always gravitated towards that industry. Spent my 10 years here, starting from quality manager up to now the VP of quality and really diving deep into all of the, anything having to do with regulatory compliance, whether it be on the federal level with the labels to audits for food safety. Also, while I've been at California Olive Ranch, I'm a part of some of our industry groups really playing heavily role in helping write our standard. In California, we have a mandatory standard with the Olive Oil Commission of California being a team player on that and helping get our standard in place. A few other industry affiliates as well as with the American Olive Oil Producers Association. Very close ties with UC Davis. The researchers there, Selena Wang, um, who she and I have become great friends over the years as we worked on projects together. So really trying to branch our brand into helping the industry as well. It's not just us. So getting involved in all of those facets. Over a decade. Love to see that commitment to the brand. And obviously, California Olive Ranch has evolved and grown. And you guys have been at the forefront of developing standards and leading the charge in in that sense for not only producers in California, but all over the globe. So that's amazing. When we talk about extra virgin olive oil and in line with this theme of wellness, you know, we're aiming for in August, you can't think of wellness without thinking about what we consume every day, what we put in our bodies and extra virgin olive oil, you know, being part of the Mediterranean diet and having such a aged history in Europe and, you know, here in California, what does olive oil do to our bodies and for our bodies? Yeah, that's a great question. And I know because of the Mediterranean diet um, and a lot of research being done there of showing that 
the Mediterranean diet does help with wellness, help with reducing inflammation, reducing different ailments. And a common denominator in a lot of that is the olive oil. In olive oil, there's been a lot of research out there covering all sorts of, you know, the what is the good for us from olive oil. In olive oil, extra virgin olive oil specifically, we know that the phenols are the main source of what is good for us. There's not a lot of research out there because human dietary research is very difficult to complete and conduct. So it's not a, okay, this parts per millions of phenols is going to be healthy for me. But we do know that olive oil has a lot of phenols and phenols are antioxidants. And antioxidants are the common denominator in what those foods you call superfoods. And what we know is a superfood is good for us. They're healthy for us. They help us in many different ways. Um, We don't necessarily always know exactly how they help us, but we know they do help us. And what's about those is those antioxidants. And in olive oil, it's the phenol content. And so finding an oil that has a decent higher quality phenol content is what's key, as well as the fatty acid profile in olive oil. That's what we call, it's the different makeup of what the fats are. Unsaturated fats are known to be better for our body, better for our cholesterol, as well as our uptake of nutrients than saturated fats. Best rule of thumb there too is any oil that is liquid at room temperature is higher in unsaturated fats than a butter or a meat fat or coconut oil. Those are actually higher in saturated fats because they're solid at room temperature. So I would say that that was kind of the main point of what olive oil is good for us and there's much research that's out there with the phenol, certain phenols like oleocanthal is known to have anti-inflammatory properties similar to ibuprofen. Other phenols are known and some research is showing to help uh, mitigate concerns against cancer, growing cancer and things like that. So lots emerging on those more granular different health components. But overall, we just know having olive oil in your diet is going to be good for you. Awesome. And so then Is it accurate to say that it's unhealthy for someone to consume what we call like rancid oil or like if we keep an oil in our shelf in the kitchen for way, way, way too long, but we still use it, what does it do to our food? Yeah. So there is shelf life on olive oils and it's actually a true statement. So the shelf life is there not necessarily for the food safety side of it, where, you know, milk, if you consume milk past its expiration, it's going to go rancid as well because it's going to have that sour note and be curdled. And that's kind of, there could be a potential food safety risk there with the bacteria that grows. Olive oil doesn't have that, but what it does have as oil ages and it goes rancid, what rancidity is, is those off notes where you can easily smell it and taste it. It might taste um, like crayons, then you know it's rancid. But with that rancidity is free radicals and free radicals start growing in an oil just naturally over time as they oxidize uh, the peroxide value. That's a value we look at that increases for those free radicals and free radicals are not good for you because the free radicals getting into your blood. That's what is causing all those different ailments that we describe of why all of those good for you because phenols reduce the free radicals in your blood. So consuming an old oil that is rancid, you're actually introducing free radicals into your body, which is not good for you. So I always recommend is actually, it's not harmful to you necessarily in like a food side, you're not going to get sick, but it's not good for your body because you're introducing something that is actually could be harmful to you on a health side of things. That makes sense. And then I imagine, you know, if you're using rancid oil when you cook, I mean, 
I use extra virgin olive oil, good extra virgin olive oil to cook to help bring the flavors out of, you know, the ingredients I cook with. But if you're using a rancid oil, does it harm your food, harm the taste? It definitely harms the taste. Rancid oil might not necessarily harm the food. Like it'll still cook the same way, but you're going to taste it. And I always recommend is do experiment with that. And once you start understanding what rancid oil tastes like, and if you taste that in your food, it's not a very pleasant thing. Just like, you know, using rancid nuts is not very good for you. And that's why having fresher nuts is important as well with that same rancidity note is you're going to taste that and you're not going to want that taste. Once you realize what it tastes like and that it's unpleasant, you're going to want that fresh tasting oil. So trying to avoid that in your cooking, but until you've experienced that, and I always recommend again is the most common defect in an oil is rancidity and that tastes like crayons, band-aids or Play-Doh. And if you smell or taste something like that in your oil, then you know that it's defective and it's not going to be something you want to cook with. Yeah. So basically we're telling listeners when they host a dinner party or they're about to cook for their family, just take a shot of your olive oil. And that's an easy way to know if it's good or bad. You might get some funny stares or funny comments, but I fully support the test and taste your olive oil before you throw it in the pan with all of your fresh ingredients. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Cool. And then So I'm not your average consumer because obviously I've been working with you and the team for almost a decade. So my knowledge of extra virgin olive oil is above the average consumer, but pretend I'm an average consumer at the supermarket and I'm in the oil, cooking oil section of the store. It's hard not to get totally overwhelmed with, you know, avocado oil, light oil, pure oil. What's an easy way for consumers to understand the differences in those grades of olive oil. Yeah. And so I I do know that that is one of the things, especially with the commission and other industry groups I'm a part of is we're trying to help improve that for the consumers because it is very hard to go to the shelf and easily identify what to buy because they all look very similar. The biggest difference is, so we have extra virgin olive. There's a category of virgin grade, which is extra virgin, virgin, and what we call crude oil. That is the true oil, hasn't been refined, there's no extra processing, they've all been done where crushing the olive, getting the oil. Extra virgin is the top tier. What that means is it's free of defect. So it's going to taste very green, grassy, herbaceous, you're going to have some flavor, you're not going to have any of those rancid notes that I was just talking about, that's extra virgin olive oil. Then you have virgin oil and crude oil. Oftentimes you're not going to see that labeled out on shelf because those aren't things that consumers really want to buy. But what you will see is light olive oil, pure olive oil, extra light and tasting olive oil. All of those are just uh, refined oils, which refining isn't horrible for you, but it's just important to note is basically it's taking a oil, which probably was virgin or crude at the time, you refine it to take out any of those impurities and taste where you become a odorless, tasteless, colorless oil. And that's what those pure or just regular oils, olive oils are. And so it's a different purpose. Those kind of oils aren't going to have taste. Those oils are not going to have the phenol content that extra virgin olive oil has. So that's the difference of if you're wanting to get the healthy attributes and notes of an olive oil, you wanting to consume an extra virgin olive oil in that category. And so that's kind of the biggest difference. And you might do, maybe you want to do some different cooking where you don't want flavor and you don't want those health attributes, then you might buy one of those light olive oils. Yeah. 
And I mean, I used to be a shopper where I, I, I'm embarrassed to sometimes admit this. This was many years ago, but if it had a pretty label, if it had a pretty shaped bottle, I would buy it. But now I feel like consumers are so much aware of the ingredients of the food they're buying, where their products come from, how they're produced. When you pull a bottle of extra virgin olive oil off the shelf, what are some things on the label front and back or, you know, the color of the bottle? Like what are some things consumers should keep an eye out for to indicate if this is going to be a good oil or a bad oil? Because obviously they can't sit in the aisle, open it and taste it. So they have to go by what they see. Yes. No. And I think that that's always a good common question. The number one thing that when this question comes to mind, I always say is dark bottle, no corks. They look beautiful. I understand that, but that is the for surefire way of having a clear bottle or a light colored bottle where you can see the oil through it, like a whitewash or something like that, is going to be degrading the oil because the most harmful things to olive oil is light, heat, and air. And so in storing oil, we always want to preserve those. So you want a dark colored bottle like our green bottles, or you see some darker um, antique green or black bottles out on shelf. Those are where you want to go first. A closed cap, not a cork, because corks can breathe and oxygen gets through it. And then you have oxidation, and that will then lead to the rancidity. So having better caps on them is key. And then temperature, obviously, we always want to store it at the right temperature. And so trying to find that's kind of on the retailer side of things. But beyond that, you know, going towards that of knowing that that's going to be my surefire way of finding a good quality oil. Then on the label is really looking for things about the harvest date is important because olive oil doesn't get better with time. It's not like wine where you want to save it in your counter until a special occasion and you want to use it up fairly quickly. So looking for something is fresher and then that last uh, year to two years of harvest season would be key. Looking for something that is certified, there's different certifications out there. And finding something that has that reputability that says, yes, this is extra virgin olive oil because a third party has verified that of the brand. And then beyond that, I know as a good example in our brand, we do have now a QR code that is on some of our extra virgin olive oil bottles that you can scan. You can actually look at the chemistry of the oil, which tells you we've also put in some keys there about what is that parameter mean in terms of quality. And so educating you on what is the free fatty acid? What is the peroxide value? Why is that important to you as a consumer? So seeing some of that will also tell you what is this in terms of a quality oil that I want to consume. You know, knowledge is power. This might be a loaded, another loaded question because I love asking you loaded questions, but California standards are super strict. And I think that's great. And that we hold ourselves to a higher a higher standard. Why hasn't there been federal standards or global standards that are adopting our California standards? Yeah, that is such a great question in terms of where all the standards are. And because it is so important to our industry of making sure what is out on shelf is the right product and it is what it says it is. We've been working a lot in our industry, our company as well, for the since I've been working here to better our standards and get standards out there. There are actually standards in other countries. So I know Brazil, Australia, China actually have standards. They aren't mandatory. In the EU, they actually have a mandatory standard that if you make or sell oil in the EU, that you have to comply with those. 
So our hope is in the Calif- in the United States that we can get to that same point. Um, there is a voluntary standard that USDA has. California, we have our mandatory standard, but our work with American Olive Oil Producers Association, as well as the Commission of California, is really to help build that FDA standard because the FDA standard is really what is going to be enforced um, for our food in the food industry. Um, we've been working on it probably, I'd say for the about last five, six years, and we're really close to coming to up with something with some other industry groups as well. So I think that in the near future, in the next few years, you're going to be seeing some changes there that there will be an FDA standard. And I'm, I'm excited about that because I think that the whole point of that is to help the consumers and have trust in what you buy. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I can only imagine it takes so much work to try and rally a federal standard, let alone like a global standard. But that's really cool that the brand and you are involved in you know moving that forward. Two more fun, random questions I think about on the regular. Do you happen to use olive oil for anything other than food application? I have played with it a little bit. I definitely gravitate more towards food, but I have explored options. I know that occasionally um, what I like to do is I've, I've fed it to my dogs in their dry food. Uh, it really is really good for their coat and their skin. I don't have this dog anymore, but an old dog I had had really bad skin allergies to different foods and feeding her a little bit of olive oil actually really helped that of just making her skin healthy and have her itch less. So I'd always recommend that. That was an easy one. And I have made um, some homemade soap with olive oil, which is exciting. Usually you don't want to use the best quality oil for that because you don't, you lose all that flavor. So that would be a good avenue if you do have some rancid oil at home to make some soap. And I know my colleague, Bob, he loves to use it as lotion in the middle of harvest. He always rubs it on his hands to use it as lotion instead of using lotion itself. Yeah. I have thought about it outside of food application and like essential oils kind of arena lotion for sure. Putting it on my face, you know, we're always looking for the secrets to staying young. But yeah, that's just a fun question that I know our listeners will enjoy. And then there's a rumor going around that I want us to squash right now if it is fact or fiction. I heard that if you take a shot of olive oil in the morning before you have your coffee, the caffeine, once you do start enjoying your morning coffee, the caffeine hits you slower because the oil is coating your stomach. This is an interesting one for me. I have not heard this, but it isn't totally true. I do know that a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, consuming two tablespoons of olive oil a day is really healthy for you. And if you want to do that, great. I do consume oil and drink it because I have to, to taste it and evaluate the oils. So, you know, I'm not against that, but I'm always a big proponent of use the food in the way that it's intended to. That's your best way of absorbing the nutrients from it. So cook with it. Don't necessarily just drink it, but make sure you're cooking with it as well. But this rumor about using it in your morning to absorb your caffeine, that's not totally true. So think about it when there's these other kind of trends of adding oil to your coffee, similar concepts. So some people are recommending coconut oil or MCT oil. So my question back to you is, as you're thinking through this, okay, well, what is the main ingredient in creamers and why you add creamers to coffee? 
So you add creamers or milk to coffee to help cut that bitterness that caffeine and coffee give. And that's just kind of been historically, you can do it to tea as well to cut the bitterness so that it's a little more palatable to consume. Well, what's one of the main components of creamer? It's fat. If you look at the backside of your container for any creamers that you buy, even the half and half, things like that, one of the ingredients is going to be coconut oil or sunflower oil, safflower oil, some type of oil because they need the fat. And milk, why you add milk is because there's fat in there because fat helps cut that bitterness flavor out of coffee. So it's not totally true of helping you absorb the nutrients. It's more about to help you tolerate the bitterness that comes with coffee. And part of that too is, so caffeine isn't oil soluble. So you would, if you were to consume something to help absorb it, it'd be like with like caffeine is actually water soluble. So fat isn't going to help you absorb it differently or slowly. Fat would help you absorb vitamin K out of broccoli or vitamin E out of citrus because those are vitamins that are actually oil soluble. So without using consuming them with an oil, you're not actually absorbing them. But beyond that, olive oil, I would regretfully have to tell you, will not help you slowly absorb your caffeine. So we have squashed that rumor. Yes. And just so everyone knows, all the listeners, at the top of the podcast, I mentioned that Mary has the ability to so eloquently answer every single question I ask, no matter how out of the box it is, case in point with this rumor mill question. And to end things, it would be ridiculous of me not to ask, what's the latest and greatest coming out of California Olive Ranch? I've heard rumblings of new innovation and all this exciting stuff. What's in the pipeline that you can share? Yeah, so excited about, we do have more projects coming down that you'll see soon, but Currently, we just recently launched a new pasta sauce line under our California Olive Ranch brand using 100% California oil as well as 100% California tomatoes with a partner we've found in California to make these sauces. I'm very excited about that line. Great pasta sauces, and you can find them at Sprouts and some other local markets as it's starting to hit the store shelves, or you can find it on our website very soon. Two other products we have launched in the last few months was we have a new line of marinades also using our olive oil and salad dressings using our olive oil. Really excited about those because there's not a lot of marinades and salad dressings out there actually using olive oil or extra virgin olive oil. And the flavors that we chose into these different marinades and and dressings really just helps give a new uniqueness to and fresh flavors to um, your cooking. So Really encourage you to go out there and look for those. The dressings I know are exclusive at Whole Foods right now. And the marinades you can find at various different stores around the U.S. as well as on our website. Love it. So now everyone has a reason to enjoy California Olive Ranch for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes. Well, Mary, it was, as always, so lovely to chat with you. And I hope our listeners walked away with an understanding of why extra virgin olive oil is so important to our health and our well-being. There's so much to know. And thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. I'm very excited and happy to have been here with you and talk a little bit about our product. Appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.